one in plus the keeper around the batsman. There we go. Fleming took the last one. Merv used before him. Welcome back, ladies and gents, to another episode of the Supercoach Tragics podcast. Uh, this is our round five edition. So um, we're starting a bit early tonight. The game hasn't started yet, the last game. So I want to get it up and running before round five started. So with us tonight, we um, have, as usual, we have Glenn, um, coach of Tigers for Life. How are you going, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Good week. Yeah, good week. No, I'm still, your score's looking pretty good, mate. There's not many out there that are um, bigger than yours. So I'm um, hoping for a nice green arrows for you this week. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, and also, Roscoe, coach of I'm in pain. Um, how you, how's your week going, mate? Yeah, I am thinking I'm doing pretty well this week. Um, sitting on about 579 with about three players left tonight. So I'm um, pretty happy with it, other than stuffing up my VC loop. But that's okay. Hopefully, Nessa um, will redeem that for me for tonight. Mm, very nice. Yeah, I think I'm reversing you in one of my head-to-heads and you're looking pretty good yeah. there. So, hold well on, mate. Uh, and last but not least, we have Broad from Broad's Broncos, mate. Um, you know, having such a good week uh, and good run at the moment, you decided to come back on. Yeah, I only turn up when when things are good or I want some money off people. So, <laughs> you know, it's a good time. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, you're having a pretty good week yourself as well, aren't you? Not too, not too bad. Yeah, well, obviously I had... um. The little renegade spinner as my vice captain, so it's my third week. I think I'm going to now, now one of the best players as my vice captain, so it's good. Uh, better than that NRL stuff, mate. Where we missed our vice every single week. So, um, unlike unlike myself, I keep missing my vice captain. However, this week I did get Hussein as vice captain, so I'm pretty happy with that. My first week, I've actually got my captain right. So, um, I'm sitting pretty average, but um, yeah, I think I might. I've definitely got room to improve, but I can come back and. No, troubled some of the front runners up top there. All right, guys, let's get started. So we're going to talk about next week's round five double gamers. So we'll start off with the uh, Renegades. Um, we'll go with you, Glenn. You got a predicted, a predicted lineup there, mate? Yeah, I have. I mean, I'm not sure how right we are with it, but I'm going to go with what I think's right, which is Guptal, Maddow, Marsh, Finch, Wells, Harvey, Hanscom, Hussein, Rogers, Kane, Richo, and Majib. I've got Sutherland, Moody, and Rockiolo dropping out. Rockiolo, if you say it. Yeah, I did notice it was a bit tricky. Um, a lot of conjecture because like the, the team itself, it, you will look at all the players there. Like, um, there's potential other players that could drop out, like Harvey. And um, but yeah, they, it was a, it was a tough one to pick that uh, that lineup, wasn't it, Glenn? Yeah, yeah I guess. Yeah, so we're, we're just going off what we think they're going to do, but anything could happen on the day. So, um, but yeah, it could be a clever, but they've got some big guns coming in. It's going to be a pretty, uh, and then they're on top. They're coming second in the ladder right now as well. Or third. Um, they're looking pretty good. So just in time, there's their firepower coming back. It's exciting. So uh, we'll start with you, Ross. Um, what um, players are we looking at bringing in? Do you reckon that'll be something that we can look out for? Well, I think the mate, I mean, Hussain's obviously the main one, but, you know, you should have already been on him at 207k. Um, if you don't have him now, I don't think it's too late, but it's just a matter of whether you, who you're going to trade out to bring him in. That's the thing, because it's a lot of cash for one player who's only going to be here for potentially two or three more games and then goes 
then leaves. Um, and obviously the other ones for me, Tom Rogers would be one. Um, Majib, I think, is underpriced as well, even though he's not been in great form. Um, Kane Richardson's one to watch, but he hasn't been in great form this BBL either, but we know he's a proven gun, what his potential of. Um, and obviously Sean Marsh will be another one too to, to keep an eye on. But this is the problem with him and Gutfuls that we haven't seen anything from them before the double. And, you know, Sean Marsh is a proven gun in the past and Gupdal, we know what he's put for, what he can do. But the issues with him is 160k. And the thing is, are you going to be willing to pay that for just the batsman? Yeah, that's the tricky part I find this week, especially when um, we can often we often can risk a little sneaky VC on one of these players in case it doesn't work out. But this week we can't do that. So noticing that uh, the two double gamers play each other twice, and yeah. if we're going to do a VC option, we're going to have to NFL. We need to choose a single gamer to try and get our captain right. So which would normally be a, a match short, but they got the buy, so it's going to yeah. be a tricky round. All right, bro. Anyone there um, that we have haven't really touched on there that you're all looking at from the Renegades? Oh, they no, just, don't have too much faith, mate. Mm. I, think, oh, I think the they're, they're actually um, playing quite well. The Renegades and a lot of them are sharing their points around as well. So, um, especially um, I, I know everyone's talking about like Gupdul, a big name there, and Sean Marsh coming back as well. Is there anyone thinking about Finch, um, Glenn? Yeah. Uh, Finch is definitely in my mind. It's just the fact that he bats down so low is the reason mm. that I don't. That's probably one of the best top four lineups in the BBL from my perspective. I just want to correct something too. So I miscounted. I had 12 in there. So take Harvey out and put Moody back in. It gives me five bowlers with Majib, Kane, Rogers, Moody and Hussain. Um, so I feel like that could be the side, sorry, or Sutherland. But I doubt Sutherland. I just don't see Sutherland getting in there. Yeah. And the so, tough one is doing that like, like – you look at the the lineup and you think like the players that have already played this year versus two they've got now. The one the, the team they've named it makes it really hard to pick because if you, you all these players that have been doing okay, like Sutherland for example, you're gonna have to drop out. Um, yeah. So because to to make way for these new guns that are coming in, so um, yeah, it's definitely a tough one to pick. So I we'll have to keep an eye out tomorrow for that one. I think too, if people are gonna start targeting bowlers from the sixes against the Renegades, I might caution you on not going too many. Um, a minute ago, you mentioned that people are stealing numbers from each other. In BBL, for me, usually when one bowler takes a couple, it usually means a lot of the bowlers will all get something. Usually, mm. the, you know, if your openers get something, it sort of pays its way through. So sometimes it can actually work in your favour to have a few bowlers from the one side. But I really caution people on this one. It's a double matchup of sixes, Renegades. They're playing each other twice. And I'm not sure if going heavy on bats is a good idea to start. Yeah, that's the thing. When it comes to the batters, especially, um, how often do you see a scorecard where everyone's got like 40? You know what I mean? It's very rare. So um, you just going to make sure you get that right batter if that's the case. So um, anything else we want to talk about about the Renegades before we move on to the Sixers? Well, yeah, sorry. I thought someone else would say this. So two things I wanted to point out. So one is Gupdor, 160K. In my opinion, is a lot of money to spend on a, on a bat and on just bat. That, I mean, I, I only have all-rounders at the moment at my bat, and that's the way I normally play. But Guptill's an exception. He's an absolute gun. He's a weapon. He's coming from New Zealand, which is a ground that's not too dissimilar to our own. So, I, you know, just put some real thought process into whether or not you go Guptill. And the other one's Maddo. Maddo, I think, is an interesting perspective if he's bowling, but it's too much to paper just to bat. 
But the fact that the next two games are spin-friendly decks, um, there is a scenario I see where, um, depending on the team lineup, you know, that Maddo could even bowl a couple. Yeah. I think it's, it's definitely, if, if you if you jump on Maddo and he did take the ball, it's a big risk, but it can actually be a really good one. Yeah. Awesome. All right, guys, we'll move on to the Sixers. So, uh, Ross, have been working on a team there for the Sixers, mate? Yeah, well, unless barring um, stock being ruled out for his injury that he came up with yesterday, I'm expecting them to be unchanged, which is Pattinson, Philippi, Vince, Henrikus, Silk, Christian Kerr, Abbott, Bird, O'Keefe and Naveen. Um, I think if O'Keefe's out, you know, with his injury, then I'm expecting probably Todd Murphy to come in to replace him. Um, but who knows? It could be um, could be Naveen. I don't know. I mean, I'm not too sure because they did only play two internationals the last um, the last game last night. So, um, but I just want to say on the Sixers, if you are going to um, load up on extra players, because people have been asking, you know, what do you think is a good number for this round for how many you should have for this double? You know, I said five to six. I think it's probably plenty. But if you're going to go a bit heavier, I'd probably be loading up on more sixes just for the fact that they've got another double coming up a couple of rounds later. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I'm looking at getting six myself as well. I think that's how much I'm going to have. Um, I don't want to go any higher. I think I think it's – I don't like to have more than three or four in one team. Four is pushing it. Um, but, yeah, I think um, three in each team is pretty solid idea, I reckon, so – um, Brian, any um players from the Sixers there, mate, that you're iron off? No, well, I've got Kerr, um, and I'll probably go. I'll be definitely be getting Abbott in, um, but just not too sure. Obviously, I'll see when this team drops and see see who's bowling and how bad Sox injury is um, before I probably make any trades. Yeah, I'm. I'm contemplating um, on whether to fade Abbott, which is a crazy move, I know. Um, just because, like we touched on before, the batters on both teams are pretty solid. I think they need to get... Like, we know Abbott can do it. We know Abbott can get wickets, but um, that's a solid batting lineup there. So um, I'm tempted to save some money and go different a different way, but that's just me. Um, Glenn, anyone else that you're thinking of, mate? Yeah, so the first thing I was going to say was the, the first three batsmen, points per dollar, make good sense from the Sixers, Philippe, Patterson and Vince. Having said that, I really rate this lineup um, from the gauge, the bowling lineup. I think all five of their bowlers are very good bowlers. So um, you could even look a little bit deeper down the line, like a Moses Henriques, Henriques or somebody. Um, Kerr is an obvious choice for everyone. He, he, chance he gets to bat and bowl. But on Abbott, I think... Based on the top four playing for the um, Renegades, I'm not 100% sure he's a buy. Mm. You know, I, I I mean, what I'm saying to you is I don't disagree with your fate. Yeah. Yeah. I, the only thing that scares me a little bit is the fact that he's that death bowler as well that can take those wickets at the end when they need to fire up. So that's a, I don't think that'll probably fate, um, change my mind. I think is that whether I believe he's going to get those, he will get those death overs and, and maybe drag a few sneaky junk wickets at the end there. Um, Roscoe, any uh, players we haven't touched on yet that you're looking at that went off? Uh, I, don't, I don't mind Moses as a pod, to be honest with you. I know he's not bowling because he doesn't like to bowl himself. Mm -hmm. He's just one of the captains that does him. But, um, you know, the, you've seen that their top order hasn't been firing this year and, you know, he's coming in pretty early. Um, so I don't hate the move. Um, I'd be all over him if he was definitely bowling. Um, 
Kerr's obviously we've touched on already, and Philippi's obviously another one. But I, I agree with Abbott too, but I just fear not getting Abbott is going to come back to bite me because he, we know what his potential of. He bowls deaf, as you said, and he hasn't fired this year so far. So it does mean he's due to come good, and that's a, that's what scares me. Um, but like Lane said, that, that batting lineup of the Renegades is pretty good. So it's not like they're playing Thunder or another one of those weaker sides that's got that, you know, really weak batting lineup. So I don't hate the Abbott fade, but. Mm. I just, I just gonna be. I think I'm just gonna be too scared not to own him. You know, most oh, people are gonna have yeah. him, and if you fires and you, you don't own him, then you're gonna fall behind the eight ball for sure. When we're talking about death bowling, too, Abbott. Oh, that's the bowl, thing. Like most, well, yeah, but... bowl one most likely. Um, Kerr bowled two the other night. Abbott bowled two up front, one round um, in the power play, and then one at the end. So you know that uh, Kerr was the one that bowled the death overs the other night, and DC. Mm. I just think that if you're coming down to make the decision between if you're going to go Kerr or if you're going to go Abbott, I think Abbott, I, I think Kerr's going to be the better buyer to, to myself. Absolutely. And, at a, and at, a, at a pretty similar price too. Actually, Kerr might even yeah. be a bit more. I'm definitely. After Abbott drops cash this week too, Kerr will go up. If six is back first, I might be tempted to go the pod of DC. Uh, he's not. He hasn't been bowling. He did bowl. He bowled three the other night. Yeah, but he, but he hasn't bowled the game before that though. No, that's and, right. But I mean, you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm doing. I'm saying that yeah. I'm, it's the risk that I was thinking of taking. It pay him off the bench. If they bat first, I might consider that option, actually. Yeah. yeah. I already have Kerr. Yeah, I haven't got Kerr yet. I, I, I went Philippe out of the um, sixes before I went to. Um, I'll get Kerr this week, but. Um, yeah, I'll be getting Kerr this week. That's a no-brainer for me. And then we'll just all depend on who else I go. I think I've already got one sixer at the moment, so that'll make two. Um, and then I'm thinking about going potentially a, a batter, um, which is a bit of a risk, I know, but I like the idea of getting a decent batter up top there as well. Uh, all righty, guys. Um, I think that wraps the sixes up. So what I want to talk about now, guys, is uh, the strategy uh, going into this round. It's going to be a bit tricky, as we just discussed earlier, but... Both the double game teams play each other in game one and in the final game in game. I think it was game five. There's five games this week. Um, so what are your thoughts on VCC this week? I'll start with you, Glenn. Well, I mean, the obvious one's probably going to be Hussain, but mm. I wouldn't look past Kane Richo as an option either. And I think Guptill will be popular. I think a lot of people that will, will buy Guptill because they just know how good he is. Um, and, you know, you never know. He's the kind of player that could get back-to-back big scores. He's an incredible mm. player. I just think that, you know, it's a lot of money to pay. But, yeah, that would be my VC option. And if that fails, I'd probably go into Sam for Nisa. Yeah, definitely. Roscoe, what are your thoughts, mate? Are you going to be going into – I'll tell you what, the reason why I'm asking this is because personally I'm looking at just going straight up captain onto the player in the first game um, just because I don't want to – I, I, I mean, I've got Nisa there, but there's a bit of conjecture around what Nisa's doing as well with um, potentially moving forward. So um, I'm only saying, yeah, so what are your thoughts? Are you going to go VC and the C this week or are you just going to go the C option, Roscoe? I think I'm going to go the balls out play and just go straight C on the player in the first game because, yeah. I mean, like I've done this before last season where the same thing happened and it actually paid off. But obviously you've got to choose the right one, but... Um, I'm actually thinking going straight C, straight on Hussain or, or um, Hayden Kerr, potentially. Um, I think Kerr would be, you know, pretty much a pot option um, for a straight C. Um, 
I like the captainship, but I just wanted to see something of him before I can put the balls out on the table and put go straight mm-hmm. C on him. Um, Philippi could be another one too. I know he's not in great form, but we know what he's capable of. Like there's, I just think this is the week that if you want to go the pod playing go straight C choice, this is the week to do it. Um, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to be a VC looping and taking someone out of your team that, you know, potentially could go big either. So I don't hate the idea to be honest with you. You don't have to take anyone out of your team to loop. You still, whoever you take off, you can still get their score. Yeah, true. Yeah, I mean, just... That's the best thing about BBL. Adelaide and Hobart, yeah, Adelaide and Hobart have the bye this weekend, so most people would have Shadab, probably Khan. uh, Short as well, yeah. Short. VC options. I mean, look, go straight C if you want to, but to me it's sort of madness. I mean, what happens if you go VC and... And after the first over, something happens to him and you've got no recourse or you can do the safe bit VC and still get the points anyway and you've done it. No, something. I get what you're saying. It's a free, it's a free shot at the loop. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think my, my, my plan really was more to do with um, the the players that we pick, whether I, I think it's, to me, I think it's everyone's going to maybe you want to go a balls out pod. I'm actually looking to go on extremely safe this week uh, and doing the Hossein or the, the, the Kerr I think um, if you if you do go balls out pod and go say Guptal, he gets out for two ducks, then oh, he gets it out for a duck the first night, then you have to, you're forced to do Sims or you're forced to do Nisa, and then, which is not the worst thing in the world. Um, but they only got one game, do you know what I mean? So that's why I'm thinking it might be to get a higher score and play it safer this week. But I, I will shout out, Glenn mentioned earlier that the bowling lineup for the um, Renegades is pretty solid. And I think uh, when Ross mentioned before about Kerr being the other option to be a captain, I like that because he might get uh, be utilised with the bat as well, um, which could be. So I, I'm liking the idea of actually putting it. I was looking at Hossein as a very safe option, but I think Kerr might be a good option too. See, often what I do is I have, I'll have three, um, this round, I'll have three Adelaide players start on the field. Mm. And that way I'll have three players on my bench, like five players on my bench. So, so the way it works is that I, I can take one score. If I don't like it, then I can take the other. You know what I mean? Like you put the E on one. If that fails, then you've got the opportunity of taking that off and bringing that other one on. So it's like three chances. Mm. So mm. I just make sure you really utilise that loop, guys. Like it's the trick to BBL. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, just my perspective, guys. But No, oh, good. That's what we're here for. Um all right, so we're going to do a bit of discussion about what we think is going to happen moving forward with a couple of players. I don't know we had Green and Stark um, potentially out next test. Um, so what does that mean for Nisa? I'll start with you, Glenn. Yeah, well, I mean, if they go to spinners, it could be someone like Swepson or Agar, but if they don't, I mean, Nisa's the one that seems to fit the bill best to like for like. You know, Green, Nisa, I think like for like is the um, obvious choice. Mm. Yeah. Um. What are we? What are our thoughts on? Um. Say someone like Lance Morris, who's already in the squad there as well. Um. To help with replacing Stark, and we've got Hazelwood obviously as well. But it just yeah, I understand Green being the all rounder. But um, would they go with a one less batter, or do you reckon it's going to be um more than likely Nisa over Lance Morris? Oh well, personally, I think they they need the bat bowl an all rounder. But yeah. um, the fact I actually forgot about Lance Morris being there, and geez, he's a wild man. I actually I hope he gets a crack because I really like watching him bowl, and I think we have enough depth in our side anyway. But I I personally think that 
all-rounder, like for like, but, you know, we're not the selectors, are we? That's it. What are your thoughts, Roscoe? Well, I think as long as you expect to go, Hazelwood will definitely come in for start. There's no doubt about that. Mm. Um, and depending on whether they want to play a second spinner, which I don't think they really need to, because given they've got Head in the team, they've got Smith, and they've also got Labuschagne, which all depends on whether they want to get one of the guys in, like Ago or Swepson in for the Indian tour to, you know, just. But as we've seen recently, that SCG pitch isn't what the pitch it used to be. It's not the spin friendly pitch it's been like even last year they didn't go in with two spinners either so I think personally I think a Hazelwood will come in I think if Green is out I think the other spot will probably go to maybe Lance Morris I think um or even Agar I don't think I don't think I'll bring Nestor in mm. but that's but that's not more that's no more than hope than anything <laughs> <laughs> yeah we got super coach hats on there yes so, what are your thoughts Brod? I think especially looks like we're going to win this test. I think they need to build for the future because um, obviously there's going to be a fair few retirements coming up probably after the Ashes. Um, and, you know, we've got the Indian tour. So I'd, I'd be looking at what we could do to obviously get ready for those tests if we wrap this one up. But, you know, I, I doubt we'll see anyone brand new, but, you know, I'd like to see it. Yeah. And also, if they want to replace, whether they want to replace his bowling or his batting, like they could also look at someone like um, a Renshaw as well, who's um could be an option there as well to pop in there to help with that top four batting spot as well, top five batting spot. So just another option there. But I think that's just us trying, hoping that Nixa stays in the LBBL. So. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, I think that pretty much wraps everything up. Is there anything else got anything to say before we move on? Yeah, a lot. We got questions from viewers, remember? Mm-hmm. Uh, shitload of them, actually. So I'll ask them. Uh, hold on, just give me half a second, guys. Sorry. All right. First questions from Corey Blackwell. Vince or Guptill? Who should I pick as a batter? Guptill. If they're your choices, if they're your choices, I'll go Guptill. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna come down to the makeup of the rest of your team, and you know, and all that sort of stuff. Because obviously, you're looking at 80k difference in price, so it's really gonna depend on who you're trading out and what the rest of the makeup of your team is before I could make the, make that decision. Depending on the rest of the team. Fair enough. Yeah. Also, my answer was Vince points per dollar wise. I think Vince makes more sense, but Guptill's a class act. I was worried mm-hmm. about Duplessis. I'm more worried about Guptill than I am Duplessis. So let me just say it from that perspective mm-hmm. but anyway we'll see how it plays out um moody is he an option if picked? I, I think he's on the fringe um it's going to be a challenge even if he um does play the first game there's no guarantee he plays the second game especially if uh, they lose the first game for example they might want to do a big change up so it's just a bit risky yeah i agree i think um moody's definitely good enough to pick oh, yeah. on each side I just don't think that his job security is what we, we want from him. Um, real, real game players negate each other. Points given that they play each other twice from Nathan Lamb. I think you can um, select a team. If you're only going to go five or six players from the double game, I think you can select a team that kind of complements each other. Yeah. Um, so, like last night, I was uh, watching the game, getting really annoyed because I had two batters get bowled cleanly 
by my bowler. So I was had a lot of mixed feelings. <laughs> so, um, but you know, definitely you can set up a team, I believe. So for example, we all know like Abbott bowls, um, usually the bowls up two up front and then he bowls that one in the middle and then one at the back there. So if you find like a middle order batsman per se, like a, um, someone like maybe a Finch, for example, that's been there for a while now, he won't need to actually face up against Abbott. So there are ways, I know it's a lot of guesswork and educated guesswork, but you can get a pretty solid team that actually, yeah, you can match them up nicely. Which is actually the right play. I mean, so what Dan's just pointed out there is that try not to buy bowlers that meet your batters or vice yeah. versa. It's kind of hard when the same team plays each other twice. But, you know, if you think to yourself, I'm going Abbott and I'm picking him as my captain, so I think he's good enough to take wickets up front. So who are those wickets he's going to take up front? So picking someone a little bit further down the bat is not a terrible option in a game like this. I don't hate that at all. Mm. Um, Matthew Gibson, who's the best batting option for the Sixers? Um, we've already said Philippe, uh, Patterson, Vince and Moses would be the choice. And uh, obviously Kerr. If you haven't got Kerr on your side, guys, do yourself a favour and get Kerr. And the last question, Kane Richo is normally such a shoo-in, but do we go Rogers? Do you think this is the season we go Rogers over Shuey? And we all have a say, and even Majeeb as well. Yeah, going on form at the moment, I think you've got to go Rogers over Richardson, but we know what Richardson's capable of. That's the only thing. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, Majeeb, and as I said with Majeeb, he, he, he hasn't been done great this year, but we know what he's capable of, and he's cheap. So, mm-hmm. you know, get him in for eventually. Did Rogers bowl the death overs with Kane? Or Moody? Well, Rogers, Richardson was out. Oh, that's right. That's why. Yeah. yeah. So who, it was Moody and um, Rogers then, was it? Yeah, correct. I'll, I'll check that. and if he's, I'll, I'll put it up on the page later and just check who bowled the death overs. But at least we know Richo's role. But yeah. I, I agree with you. I think Rogers is... Um, I made the mistake at the start of the season of picking Siddle over Thornton. And when I thought about it later, I thought the young buck versus the old bull, you know, like it made more sense to go the young fella. And I don't know why I didn't do it. And that could be the same gameplay here with Kane Richo versus uh, Rogers, you know, young buck versus old bull. Yeah, that's yeah. all the questions, Dano. Yeah, all good. You know, I was um, like thinking with, uh, uh, well, I had the same question at the start. You went with Sid, um, Thornton over Siddle. Oh, you, you would be thinking Thornton over Siddle. I actually asked a question right before the game started in our group chat and said, yeah. what do I? And I think Bob was there too. So I was like, yeah, I think I should uh, go with Thornton instead of Siddle. And everyone was like, no, nah, I think with Siddle, you'll be right. And I was like, all right. So, but unfortunately, uh, Brod got Thornton and Brod uh, took the lollies, unfortunately. So, well, if you remember, I said I was going to fade calm for Thornton. And yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was it. Told me I was madness. Had I done that, it would have been 160 something points better. <laughs> I just, I just we, both are we, instead. Are we are we going to quickly just talk about some single game players that might be options for next round? That also do you know for those who might be already loaded up on sixes and renegades? Is there only one that we think? I mean, obviously we should uh, talk about Bo Webster. Um, as we said earlier, you know, one fifty k. I think he's going to be priced at now. I was just quite expensive, and if Stoinis comes back to the team, his role will change, and he probably won't most likely bowl. But in saying that. There's a good chance he's going to have dual position for starting next round too. So does he still become an option, or do we think he's not at that price? If given he's a dual role, it's all about role for me. I'll be watching him next game. I, I want to see what the role is when Stoinis is in the side and they both play together again. Because last time Stoinis played, Stoinis bowled all four. Mm. Um, Webster, the chance we should have started with Webster. It was we we were told very clearly that he would take the maxi role. 
and we didn't sort of the problem was there was three of them Larkin um Burns was it and him so mm. but I really like him as a buy I also like Sutherland if he does get into the renegade size points per dollar wise there's a few and Shadab Khan of course if you have, oh, when's he leave Shadab well Shadab's got a buy next round too yeah that's right so but you're, you're talking about going forward because the next two rounds yeah. are single rounds right and then yeah. and then we've got two big doubles in a row I think he's here for the double. I've got a feeling he's here for the double before he goes. Was it round 11? Around 11 he was going, I'm pretty sure. I think that's what I heard. Yeah, because yeah, they've got the double in round 8, though, right? Isn't that mm. right? Yeah, yeah, round 8. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be buying him next week, given they've got a buy, but he's definitely one to be looking at for the double, for sure. But he's going to be about 170k now, too, I think. Um, but I like what you said about Sutherland, too, because Sutherland's going to be down to about 55k. Mm. What about the chat on Twitter, eh? Guys, like, every single person in there is talking up Shadab, and I'm saying, don't touch him, guys. Like, seriously, we don't know his role. None of them started him, and I ended up getting him. <laughs> I got him too. And what about, what about top four old Timmy? Yeah. Timbo Webster was the one to jump on. He never got on him. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, it's the way, though. We always tip someone, and we don't follow our own tip. Yeah, it sounds like NRL when I tip someone, or they take them themselves. Yeah, right. <laughs> Hmm. Okay. No one else that we don't think for single games this week that might be worth jumping on? Um, well, the single game's coming up. I think people will need to get players back, like Sam, yeah. Khan, maybe even Thornton. Those oh, you know, of- no, sorry, there's one more I want to talk about, and I want to get your opinion on this because I know what my opinion is. Matt Shaw got the bye next round, but in saying that, his next three games after he has the bye, before they double, it's two at Adelaide and one at Hobart. You're holding or selling? Because I know mm-hmm. what I'm doing. But I hope everybody sells. I think. Oh, well, I think. <laughs> yeah, because he could go massive at Adelaide. He, he, he's, yeah. Adelaide's a great batter's yeah. pitch. Um, he's been doing – he's you're getting that two overs at least every game at the moment. So I was surprised. that I thought they were really consider bowling him at the death there. Did you see that little meeting they had last night's game? I was like, yeah. come on, give it a shot. Give me set over. Um, but, yeah, no, I reckon um, – yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to be selling. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not selling him. I'm going to be holding him as long as I possibly can. Yeah. Uh, it sounds bad having 220-odd K on the bench there for the buy round, but it's pretty loop. I just think given there's two games that I lay in one at Hobart, there's a chance you could bowl four at both of those games. All those mm. games, too. Yes, yeah, Hobart's pretty good for spin, yeah, isn't it? Like, yeah. I know it's, yeah. Try not to sell your all-rounders, guys. That's my advice because the next two rounds after this round are single-game rounds. And you want to maximize maximize your opportunities, and in my opinion, already. Well, saying, say what he's saying. I shouldn't have sold Sam. Huh. Absolutely shouldn't have. He's going to kill huh. him. Kill you tonight. You watch. Huh. Uh, one thing. Um, you, you got to think if everyone if everyone thinking about selling Matt Shaw, you got to also think about um in in the current state. Imagine I know he's not playing this year, but he's doing the same thing that Mitch Marsh did last year. Would you sell Mitch Marsh? No, you wouldn't. So that's me. That's what he's doing right now. He's doing that Mitch Mars kind of stuff with he's getting big scores and bowling overs. So, yeah. yeah. And he's an aggressive batsman. I love uh, Short. He was good last year. I started him at the beginning of the year last year, never let him go the whole year. He was mm. just, you know, he made good money and he's got that beautiful role. He opens the batting. He's an aggressive, an aggressive batter. So he's going to get his strike rate. And he also bowls and um, he often bowls that first over, which can mm. pull in a wicket. Well, he did, the last two games, he's pulled in a week at both for the yeah. first over he's bowled. He did last night, too, against the Scorchers. Yeah. He got back yeah. in the first over. Yeah. Sure. This just in, guys. Uh, Maxi Bryant is now out. Chris Green bowled and caught, I think, Kadir, it looks like. 
No. Oh, the game started. Yeah, that's right. I'm just still got it, got it on my phone here, ready to go. So quarter past seven, the game started. Apologise yeah. to everyone on our page. I didn't post the sides, mm-hmm. or if I did, I don't remember. I always post the sides, and I just totally forgot, guys. So I hope mm-hmm. no one got stuffed up by it. But it's it's the end of the round, not the beginning. So your sides should be pretty set anyway. That's it. All right, guys. That pretty much wraps everything else up, there, guys. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we head off? Um, no. I'm All good. good. All right, guys. Well, um, I'll get this posted after the way. So, um, yeah, we'll talk to you next week. Peace out. So you want to be a champion? And then plus the keeper around the batsman. There we go. Fleming took the last one. Merv used before him. in his career. What a catch by David Boot. You won't see many better catches of forward short leg than that one. The Aussies are all around and have a look at that.